When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Today's show is brought to you by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash zone and to show your support for this amazing podcast use code zone z ooh, i can't even spell z-o-n-e to get 30 dollars off of your first month welcome to the friends every time i'm in the zone my name is Dustin. i'm francesca also known as hey friend hey my name is asante <laughs> this is the friend zone Okay, would you hug uh, Dwight? Yes. Dwight, yes. Yes. Would you hug Nini? Yes. Would you hug uh, Phaedra? (laughs) Candy on a roll. That's right. And you know what else is on a roll? Making these clips into life mantras that we can apply throughout the rest of the year. Here we go. It's February. It's What's February, and it's also Black History Month. Mm. And Amen. For a long time, black people have had to assimilate, and they've had to learn how to behave within certain boundaries and learn how to you know, do things the way other people wanted to do them, which often included fake smiling, fake nodding, and fake hugging. <laughs> the one and only candy, I don't do nothing, I don't want to do Burris, Okay was giving an interview on Bravo's Watch What Happens Live in the clip that we just played, you guys. <laughs> and Andy Cohen asked her a succession of questions whether or not she would hug certain people who were her castmates on the show. He asked her about Nene Leakes. Yes. <laughs> he asked her about Dwight. Yes. He asked her about Phaedra. No. <laughs> and like Candy, I too have decided that I will no longer be participating in fake hugs, fake smiling, or anything that requires those two. So remember, will you hug them? No. Oh, no. Hashtag, will you hug them? And on that note, we want to welcome everybody to the friend zone. (laughs) Your weekly look into all the things that make you go, <laughs> mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because at the end of the day, who, who in, in the, the hell, hell, she all and or Hades, <laughs> wants a musty brain? Oh, bo bo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you know I die inside every time you do that. Oh, it's gonna come. Because you know we always get a cause for for celebrating the spirit. Oh of, Lord, don't we? You know, doing well Amen. around mm-hmm. here. How's everybody? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Get me started, goddamn it. I feel a melody. I hear a symphony. <laughs> Shout out to the Supremes. You know what? The Supremes oh really were ahead of their time. With they them were, harmonies, though. harmonies and melodies, them looks. And the fashion. And even what they sang about, Love Child. Mm, okay. I started school in a worn, torn dress that somebody threw out. Body throughout. <laughs> So she was singing about being a love child and being kept a secret and having to be raised secondhand and, you know, in hand-me-downs and things because she couldn't be in the forefront. Diana Ross was singing about that at that Damn. time. Now, back in that day, remember, chronologically, this was back in the 60s. So it, people wasn't just talking about it. They wasn't making the weekend. You know, you have nine to five, I'm the weekend. <laughs> they wasn't making songs like that back then. So for her to be singing about the child that was a product of that, that was mm. risque and taboo. <laughs> So they was trailblazers, y'all. Shout out to the Supreme. And I ain't talking about nobody from American Horror Story. (laughs) I'm talking about Diana Ross now. Okay? The niggas, the Supremes. (laughs) That's who I'm talking about. Okay? (laughs) Shout out to Diana Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Diana Ross and them was some real niggas, though, for being the Supremes back in the 60s. They were. They were real for that. I felt like they just stood up in their truth. You know, and they just did it in sequin ball got Great gowns. Beautiful You know gowns. who? <laughs> they did. Welcome to the Friends on How's Everybody's Weekend. <laughs> you have to be I, I so it. badly wanted to reenact that scene from Married to Medicine. Uh-huh. When they, when, oh, no. When quiet what? When they, was at, they were playing the, the couples game. Oh, yes. The newly... The new, newly what was the newly something game? She got, the Heavenly Wed game. The Heavenly That's Wed he- game. That's what Dr. Heavenly on Bravo's Married to Medicine called And so it. basically all the couples, they were on teams with each other. And they, had to, uh, they had to have the same answers in order to win a point. And so, uh, what's Quad's husband? Dr. G, Gregory uh, Lunsford. So, Dr. G uh, was going very hard on Quad. And so, at one point, um, Cecil actually mm-hmm. leaned back and said, what do, you, do you remember what I'm talking about? I remember exactly and he leaned back what and he you were talking like, about. He's like, come on, Greg, now you're killing him. Like, you're killing him, man. Come on, man. <laughs> That's what I thought Cecil, about. come on, Dustin, man. <laughs> I'd been like, Cecil, I'll come on as soon as you stop talking like that. I'll start as soon as you stop. Come on, Cecil. I'll start when you stop talking outside like you're leaning. If they if they asked y'all to host the mm-hmm. reunion, would y'all do it? Oh, I would yes. love to host the reunion. Who is, Married whoever, to Medicine? Who I know someone's listening, that's the plug that can get that for y'all. Wouldn't that, would be, so, would that would be so that would be so Love and respect for all of the women with the exception of Mariah. Because yes, you know, she definitely makes it seem like she she makes it. She just makes it real hard. E her mama tan be in. <laughs> oh my god! And to this day, Heavenly was still right. She needs to be leaving her mama at home. Mama, Lisa, mama Lucy just needs to stay at home. Just leave her home. Just stay at home. Oof. She don't got to come back for a reunion. Nothing. But we'll get there. We right? Will. Yeah. We we're, we we're a little that. early today. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. Right? How's your weekends though? What y'all do? Weekend was good. Um, I worked. 
I saw one of my great friends, shout out to Neff, uh, one of my beautiful hey. friends who, she actually teaches um, English in Shanghai. I was going to say, didn't she Yeah, you remember, Shang- yeah, you remember Shanghai? Yeah, you remember Neff, yes. Of course. Um, yeah, she moved to China. She lives in Shanghai now. That is sick. And is yeah, she loving it? She is absolutely loving it and thriving over there. I believe it. And so she it. came here to visit. She's actually going to come back this weekend as, as well. As a matter of fact, friend, um, she brought you something from China. What? She brought you a rake from, no, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> Just two rake in China. And shout out to everybody. Yeah, Alessante really motioned under the table like he was pulling out a rake. My lord. You was like, oh. You saw my face? You what had you to get it from me? China. Remember when you was a kid and people would say, if you dig in the dirt long enough, you reach China. They used to say that when you was a kid. You yes. take a spoon outside and dig long enough, you get down to China. That's where you reach to get that rake from. Just now. Which one of y'all tried it? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> First of all, it was hot. I hated going. Well, I shouldn't say that. I liked going outside, but it was certain things about going outside that I hated. All that damn sweating and bugs and shit. Then you falling and messing your knees up. Mm -hmm. I hated that. Scabby knees. Oh, scabs Mm -hmm. would stink after a while, too. You know, you have to lift that Band-Aid up and get a little soap and water under there. Oh, my God. They might tell you not to get it wet, but make like Twister and get it wet. You got to wash your cuts. That's another hashtag for this episode. Wash your cuts, cuts, y'all. Y'all walking around with these funky-ass lacerations, snaking up the room. You wondering what's going on. Everybody's money house blessing air freshener being sprayed and candles lit. It's that thing leaking, stinking off of you that you ain't been washing. You think literally putting a Band-Aid on it is good enough. Sometimes you got to do more than just put a Band-Aid on the problem. Got to clean it. You got to get down in there with a little soap and water. And move it around, a little soap and water. Put a little tussin on it. Robitussin too, <sighs> but soap and water. <laughs> and a humidifier. <laughs> Sante, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, I have been working on a project, and it is coming to fruition very, very soon. I will be Ooh. announcing it very, very soon. So it's going to be great. Just, they're, just they're couldn't wait flip. for the church announcements, could you? No. Oh, no. I, I mean, it, it's, literally, <laughs> it, it's literally all I've been doing all weekend. Like, I've been mm-hmm. brainstorming and inspiring and hiring and looking for shit. And creating and mood boards. Doing all sorts of shit. Yeah. And you know, friend, I thought about you because I have this special journal that I write in. And every time I pick it up, I'm like, friend would be so happy she's seen this journal. And I doodle so much in it, you would love it. But yeah, <laughs> I just worked all weekend. It was great. And I saw you guys at the Super Bowl party, which was awesome. And, yes, that was so fun. <laughs> we had some great moments there. Shout out to Meek Mill. <laughs> you know, they walked out to one of my favorite songs of all time, <laughs> Eternally. Something I would love to be buried to. You know what I'm saying? They played... Uh, Dreams and Nightmares oh, intro. That's right. I, you that know how I so love you. that song with all of my heart. So, so isn't the Eagles are a team y'all like? Yes, because they were the underdog in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah. So they won. And it's the first time isn't it the first time Philadelphia has ever won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Oh. So yay. like did you see the Scorpion? Shout out to Kevin Simmons from the Scorpion show. Hi, he Kevin, was on I love Kevin. um Instagram oh, that's right. screaming. He's from he was so the city has so <laughs> oh, much pride. Yo, they were pulling out poles on the street, like pulling them out from the concrete. Yeah. Every that's hand I moment. saw that was doing it was a little peg. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Disclaimer. <laughs> Fred, how was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was really good. See, because we going. <laughs> <laughs> My weekend was really good. Um... Actually, if you guys go to my Instagram right <laughs> now, 
If you go to my Instagram right now, when you are listening, wherever you are, you will see how good my weekend was because the first post of my Target collaboration is now live. Yes. Yay. Okay, Target. Target, which is so dope. The jeans are cute. The coat I'm wearing, everything I'm wearing is from Target. And so adorable. Yeah, so I flipped it. It's a super cute collaboration. Uh, you guys are already leaving tons of comments yes. and likes, so thank you so much for the love. Go to Target's so Instagram and ask them why they don't put it up. No, I'm just right. Right, right. <laughs> Where's Fran? Where, go to go to at Target. Where's Fran? <laughs> and don't forget, you guys, when you do go to Target's Instagram and you see pictures that have Fran in them, leave the bullseye emoji and say congratulations, hey Fran, hey, and tag Target in your comment. Too. Yes, Lord. Yes. Don't forget, please. And make sure you go. You guys go to my Instagram. Oh, absolutely. And blow that up too, because right. this is what keeps us in rotation with yes. these amazing collaborations. I think I'm the only black girl in the collaboration. How about too. that? And Black History Month. <laughs> All right. So show love. <laughs> this Black shit history. is yes. Right? Show Thanks. love, show love. Let's blow it out the water. Um, that way it opens the doors for more Black people. And creatives. what's the hashtag for your campaign with them? It's Universal the Thread. Universal Thread. thread. Yes. Yeah, okay. So definitely check the hashtag and show other people love, but show me more. Yeah. No. Hey, friend. Hey. Congratulations, <laughs> friend. Thank you. So, And then, of course, I got to spend time with you guys, which actually was such a highlight because I feel like all of us are so busy lately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, you know, prepping the year and working on so many different projects so we don't really get to chill like we used to or really see each other especially all of us at, at once at the same time so that made my night I, it, was just <laughs> a, it was the perfect way to end the weekend I, I loved it even though I didn't know what was happening <laughs> I mean I, I don't either. watch football but I don't watch football either <laughs> but I was watching y'all and that's all <laughs> Look, that it, it was such a great time I didn't even really catch the commercials and Justin Timberlake so you guys ready to jump into this week's yes, show yes we are do certainly it. yeah <laughs> And off of that, okay? Because I ain't never been one wanting to walk over no hot coals. <laughs> I mean... I'm just telling you. So on last week's show, title, I was going to call it, but black, what week am I in? <laughs> Emotional <laughs> contagion. A lot of you were shook. And let me just say, I don't uh, share these studies so that you guys can be paranoid or walk around nervous to even be in front of your computer or press, you know, or, uh, signing up to any sites. It's just awareness. I think it's mm-hmm. important to know the kind of studies that you may be a part of that you don't even know you're a part of. This is all helpful information. Hopefully it motivates you to stay off the internet a little longer. So as always, you guys had a lot. To, this is actually really funny. The comments had me crying. <laughs> People were like, I am shook. Okay. <laughs> what stood out to you, Asante? It's funny that you say that a lot of the emails are crazy. Uh, I'll just read one of my favorite titles before I get into one of the emails. This one's just titled, Alexa is no longer welcome in my home. <laughs> I thought that that one was super funny. But uh, I'm actually going to read email from Nylon. Uh, he's an he's a user experience consultant, and basically his Ooh. job is to research, design, create, and analyze data for products to plan and predi- predict user behavior. Uh, he writes in, I thought you might like to know the answers to some of the questions and concerns you had during last week's episode. W- one, you aren't crazy. We know. Your devices are <laughs> listening to you, but only if you tell it to. Unless, you, unless your settings say different, it continuously listens for the right phrase, and the software learns how you speak. It also makes it quicker to find things that you ask for because you may have been talking about it earlier. <clears throat> so it is listening, okay? There's your confirmation. Right. Anyway, so number two, all that data companies collect are actually useful and used for the reasons they say. But my biggest problem is that data isn't always collected ethically. Academically, tests like the emotional influence one you talked about would have to be approved by a review board and only people who actively consent to be tested can be studied. 
even if you aren't telling them the truth about what is being studied, you have to debrief the participants, tell them the real reason for the study, and make sure they aren't negatively affected. Companies need to be more ethical and transparent with these tests, no matter how useful the data could be. There's so much more insight on the issues you guys talked about, but nobody has time to read emails linked to the Game of Thrones novels. So I want to thank you for writing that in and just to be clarifying for some of that stuff. So some of that actually works in tech and that a black person dealing with that knows that we are being watched and uh, that it's happening. It's real. But it's not all necessarily bad. But um, the conspiracy theorist in me wants to say that it can be. So what did you find in the SoundCloud streets, Fran? So M.A. Logan said, this episode is so wild. I was working as a project manager in the law department of one of the major insurance companies. Mm. One of my projects was reviewing auto fatality claims as it's a huge price tag for the company legally. So for three months, I would have to go through lawsuits detailing what happened when these people died. And it didn't help that I had a 45-minute commute where I found myself visualizing a lot of the occurrences when I saw things that I would read. I was always sad, gained weight, my nerves were so bad, and I noticed that I stayed in a lot. What you let into the eye gate is so important. Mm. Woo! Mm. And I just thought that that was a testament because that wasn't even just social media. This is her actual job Mm -hmm. where she's taking in, you know, this energy and noticing, especially through this conversation, how it may have a huge impact on how she's going about her day, period. So something to consider, not just, uh, you know, logging into Facebook, but also what your job is pulling from you energetically Mm -hmm. and mentally and being kind of aware of. Is that making you feel good? Is that something you want to do? Or continue doing. What about you, Dustin? What you find in these Twitter streets? Um, I want to give a huge shout out to the Hill, um, who tweeted a picture of the invitation to Donald Trump's State of the Union address, which it was literally spelled U N I O M on the official tickets. The official no. tickets. Yeah, here's the picture, wow. and this is 100% authentic. The official Let ticket. The official ticket had a typo. Wow. State of the Union. So shout out to them. Um, and I also wow. want to give a shout out to Cal Penn, who tweeted, uh, who quoted that tweet and then said, there is no longer any difference between the onion and real life. <laughs> if you're familiar with the satire of the onion, Legit, you'll understand though. that. Um, I also would like to give a huge shout out to Diddy, believe it or not. Okay. Who tweeted a picture of a congratulatory dinner that he threw and hosted on behalf of Mary J. Blige to celebrate her two Oscar nominations. Aww. Yes. And at the dinner, seated at the table, um, the bottom row, there's Jesse Williams, Mary J. Blige, Nas, Jay-Z, and Beyonce. And standing behind them is Cassie, Diddy, DJ Khaled, and Pharrell Williams. Oh, wow. So that's who was at the dinner. So you're talking about a seat at the table, <laughs> a seat at the table. Um, I would also like to give a shout-out in these Twitter streets to Detroit Public TV, believe it or not, who tweeted that, uh, Nas was actually performing symphonic renditions of his legendary album Illmatic with the <laughs> National Symphony Orchestra. I saw that. On great performances. Very yeah. cool to see. Super, super cool to see Nas on great performances. So make sure you check that out. Um, I would also like to give a huge shout out once again to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Super Bowl champion. Hey, hey. Philadelphia burr, 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 Eagles. Burr, 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 burr. Who came out to Meek Mill's Dreams and Nightmares intro. 
Um, and I would also like to give one huge shout out to Jonathan and his Twitter handle is at J O N A T H Z N who said that's the best reaction ever. Beyonce singing formation live for the first time was a masterpiece. And he accompanied this tweet with a two minute video of a diner or restaurant full of people who are watching Beyonce's Super Bowl performance with Coldplay and Bruno Mars when she performed formation for the first time mm. and seeing these people's reactions is the way they are screaming, <laughs> hollering, jumping up and down, it's crazy. Like, so I have to show you guys later. But just shout out to those tweets. They'll all be retweeted from my timeline, and that's what I found this week. Cute. Yeah. Amen. With all that being said, y'all ready to jump into this week's show? If oh, we're not, I know it. the listeners are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so hmm, I'm like, how do I tie this in? So how many of you listening watch the Queen's Court? <laughs> <laughs> I know people are like what? Ah, <laughs> next caller. Head on the line. Hey, I want people. If people are listening, like what is what happening? Is that? Right if you don't now. know what it is, go on YouTube, and I guess you probably just have to type that in. It is. Is it on YouTube or Facebook? Oh yeah, it's on both. Okay. It is a um, well. You can. Go it has there. its you own page. It yeah, it has. It's on T. S. Madison's page. Okay. On Facebook, that is where the show actually originates and goes live. Okay. And then they post that live broadcast to YouTube immediately after it ends. Right. So yeah. So, so you can so definitely go on YouTube now and watch you know archived episodes. Right, and yeah. find it. So, long story short, if you're unfamiliar, it's basically two friends who have been in the industry for a long time. One is a rapper. <laughs> T. S. Madison is a public figure. Yeah, a personality. A personality. Mm -hmm. um, so they came together and the show is really sensational. Yes, it I is. I don't know it what is. other yes. word. It's it doing <laughs> really well, but it's also because they are completely unfiltered. <laughs> totally and completely, Comple wholly Right, unfiltered. from the clips that I've watched that the guys have showed me. I remember that day I had to walk out the uh -huh. room. Yeah, I was feel. like, woo, yeah. I gotta go. Because yeah, <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's doing really well. So long story short, this weekend they had a bit of a mishap, right? Maybe Maybe Dustin, you want to explain it better because I didn't actually watch the whole thing. I didn't even see it, and I'm mad I missed it. And this explains why Crystal was tweeting talking about y'all got me watching oh, Queen's Court I on Facebook. I should have gone to her house and watched <laughs> it. We need to watch it as a family. <laughs> so the Queen's Court, like Fran said, is a Facebook Live show that um, is a parody of a courtroom setting <laughs> where friends T.S. Madison and the rapper Kaya sit behind a quote-unquote bench um, in judges' robes, and they definitely have a gavel, <laughs> and they quote-unquote try these cases of celebrity gossip news items. So it's social commentary um, on pop culture news items, um, usually uh, pertaining to the black community. Um, and they go there in their uh, commentary in what they have to say about what happened um, in their views on people's life choices and all of that. They are completely yes. unfiltered and it's what people have fallen in love with, but it is a lot to digest. A lot so this yeah. week, digest. Um, so based on uh, previous episodes where they uh, opined on Monique's um, Brawl for It All with Netflix... <laughs> Uh, what did you call brawl the for brawl it all. for it all Monique's brawl oh for it all God. okay Monique's thriller in Manila with Netflix okay so those that tuned in for that um, they talked about it and so 
Monique being Monique, which I guess this is um, a scenic route in these Twitter streets because what had happened was oh my God. Monique was on Twitter responding to accounts that she, when she searched her name, anybody that mentioned her favorably, she was quoting the tweet and responding to it. Right. Um, and, <laughs> favorably. Yeah. And she was, she got hoodwinked and bamboozled into thinking that she was actually talking to K. Michelle. But she was really talking. Well, I shouldn't even say she got hoodwinked. She just didn't realize that she was talking to a fan page. Oh, yay. She really thought she was responding to a tweet oh, from no. K. Michelle because she responded to the tweet like, thank you for standing up, my sister, no. and all this stuff. So the no. K. Michelle fan page account responded to Monique's tweet saying, oh, no. you should, why, you know, you should, while you answering questions with a question, you should go on the Queen's Court, hashtag the Queen's Court. No. Monique responded no. to that tweet. <laughs> And said, I would love to go on the Queen's Court and answer any question. Of course. You think she knew what that was? Well, yeah, Wait. because of course. I don't think she knew at the time, but <laughs> I think she did her research down. at that point. Because she got booked for Queen's Court Through by a fan fate. page. <laughs> Through so, a fan page via Twitter. Okay? That, that, <laughs> and the, the real gem of this is that she really thought she was talking to Kenny <laughs> Shell because she responded, thank you for standing, right. my sister. That's what she said. Right. So anyway, once she's responded to those tweets, of course, everybody got excited because they wanted to see it be messy between the hosts of the Queen's Court and Monique because they had already given really firm opinions on what happened. Right. Um, and so... Ooh. This week, everybody, and so the 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 uh, interview became set up. It really was happening in real life. Oh so everybody was looking forward to the Queen's Court this Monday. <laughs> so when it aired, it comes on at 10 p.m., as they say, color people's time. So it usually starts at around 10, 15, 10, 22. <laughs> so Damn. when it came on this week, um, we noticed that the visual was off. There was a greenish cast or a white cast to their skin, so the lighting was completely oversaturated. Um, that camera angle was weird. Everything was just off. The audio was off. There were literal technical difficulties. Right. Added to that, you could hear a verbal argument, um, an, an intense disagreement, I should say, between Madison and Tia and Madison and T.S. Kaya. <laughs> wow. T.S. Madison and Kaya. And um, you could hear Madison begging for Kaya to stay and participate in the Aww. show. Um, Kaya was saying how, quote unquote, this shit was fucked up and, you know, she don't do business like this. Um, That's what Kaya was saying? Yes. yes. Meanwhile, all of this is being broadcast. So, so as T.S. Madison and Kaya ended their Facebook Live and said they would come back, which Madison did later on, but it was only her um, holding a laptop screen to the camera with Monique on it, and she was still trying to conduct the interview alone on Skype, but it just wouldn't work. The Skype wouldn't hold the connection. Prior to that, Madison ends the Facebook Live to, I guess, take care of the business on the back end. Monique's live periscope is still rolling. <laughs> so you hear Madison pleading with Yikes. Kaya. You hear Kaya refusing to come on because she felt like it wasn't up to par. The production wasn't right, and she oh, didn't want to participate. Man. You hear Monique pleading. You hear all these things. And so we were privy to all of that. And the Queen's Court did not come on this Monday. Um, Madison was unfortunately unable to complete the interview. And everyone that I think has been waiting on an opportunity to kind of see some mess or some kind of down before the breakdown in the Queen's Court, they've been having a field day with this, saying, Damn. oh, what's up with the Queen's Court, all that stuff. So that's what happened. Wow. Well, all that. Damn. <laughs> That's just some background on it. Yeah. So, with all of that happening, um, I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm still laughing <laughs> you at, were that, down. at that K. Michelle part. Like mm -hmm. Monique being like, thank you, my sister. For standing up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's a fan page. Like, I know that fan must have been like, ooh, ooh, should I tell her? <laughs> they were like, uh, ooh, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> sorry, friend, go ahead. No, no, no. So, okay. 
So what it got me thinking because they are friends and you know the fact that unfortunately people had to witness this behind the scenes breakdown you know on Monique's periscope and it got me thinking about working with your friends mm-hmm. right cuz a lot of us they call us what the super friends which i think is really cute not cute yeah oh with God. us and the reed um jaden xd getting grown and then all of our uh, other friends like Shameless Maya yes. and Cheska Lee yes. and Cipriana and TK. Like, you know, it's, it's a beautiful network and ecosystem. And all of us are making it work. Does it mean that we are like the perfect friends who never fight and don't have breakdowns behind the scenes like Kai and T.S. Madison? <laughs> Absolutely the fuck not. But... I think what we have managed to do is keep it tight. We're like that, um, like those married couples that wait to fight till they get in the house, lock the door, and pull the shades down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like we love each other, respect each other, and we want shit to thrive. So I thought it would be a really helpful conversation. And, you know, as transparent as we can be, obviously, Mm -hmm. without like, spilling it all but um just on a human level what are the the benefits of working with your friends what are the cons of working with your friends the challenges and also what advice you could give to people who are either considering starting whether it's a podcast or going into business or whatever realm with friends you know or maybe they're in it with their friends now and are struggling to make it work since all of us are doing it, I think it would be a great conversation to have and kind of give people some advice. Yeah. So let's start with the communication aspect because I think that's mm. the challenge a lot of the times. What have you guys found is are the pros of working with your friends as far as communication? Whoever wants to take it first. Asante got it. <laughs> no, I'm the worst communicator of them all. Um... Actually, I think that's one of the pros of the communication. People know that I'm like, people know me in person. Like, I feel like for friendships, it's always really valuable to be present. If if that's a physical presence, mm-hmm. if that's a, an active text message presence, if it's an active Instagram presence, whatever that means to you and your friendship, like whatever you seek from that friendship, if there is that there, I think it it's going to make it, um, like you'll, you'll know what that line is that you have to meet constantly to be considered a good friend or feel like a good friend, I feel like. And I feel like with my friends, luckily everybody knows, like, when I'm there, I, like, try to go, like, above and beyond. Like, when like when we're all together, I always want to make sure it's, like, a great time, it's fun, <laughs> it's bomb. But then, like, if I'm not feeling it, I try to, like, keep to myself. And I think people, like, we all do a good job of feeling each other out and seeing where each other's at or being able to just deal with each other. And I think if that all happens offline... Like, I see the value of, like, friendships offline. And I feel like in today's age, that's kind of confusing to some people because I meet people that are like, oh, well, you know, you didn't post this for me or you didn't like this. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, well, with people that I'm friends with, this wouldn't even be a conversation. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, like we, just we automatically will, like, post something or be there for something. Like, it's not going to be like, a, well, they didn't post this and I feel like I should talk to them or check them about. Like, if you're in constant communication with your friends, you should know, like, what's going on if it's something you can be at or can't be at or, you know, like, anything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> today, for instance, I don't want to put too much out there, but friend, like, you came in, you sat down with us and you said, hey, I have this and it's going to affect this. Right. And you just sat and you just told us and it was like, not a big deal. Right. 
I feel like there are some people that might be like, damn, should I tell them that this is going to happen or should I just do it and see what happens? And even if you did it, I think that because we're such good friends, it wouldn't have been something where we would have been like, well, damn, how come Fran did that? And I just thought that it was cool that you even said anything. You didn't even have to really to me. Yeah. But because you're so good about communicating as that you're that type of friend that craves that or has that sort of like open line, like that's what you would seek and respect. You decide to put that off on us. And I feel like that was great because that's what you asked for. Yeah. And I think that it's dope that people do that in different levels in our friendship. And it teaches me how to like be caring in different ways. Because sometimes being physically present, like I like to be, isn't enough. Right. Love that. Dustin. Um, yeah, so bust this. <laughs> I feel like, you know what I'm saying, communication is very important when you work with your friends, right? Because you have an automatic sense of familiarity mm-hmm. with your friends in in your way, in your manner, in your tone and all that shit, right? But when you communicate with your friends, when you work with your friends, you have to infuse like structure. You have to infuse, like, formality and all those things. So there is an art and there's a definite benefit to finding a balance in between the two. Right. Where you are able to speak to each other with an understanding of trust because you are friends, so you can have an open, honest dialogue. And you also can agree to adhere to some sort of structure and form, you know what I mean, in the way that you're doing business. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're aware that, A, you are actually doing business, and B, you're doing business with your friend, I think it immediately, like, impacts the way that you communicate with each other. And it's something that you have to remember because it's very easy to forget that, it's very easy to forget either side in conversation. If you are passionate about something directly related to the business that you're conducting with your friend, you may forget to kind of... um, shape your tone, you know, toward who you're speaking with. If you are more focused on how the business dynamic is going to impact your friend's feelings, you may ignore critically important information that needs to be delivered regardless of the way that your friend will react to it. So it's just a very, very fine balancing act. And that honestly is why it's not a lot of people that are successful at working with their friends. Right. It's something that not very many people have the natural chemistry to be able to pull off successfully. And there may be times where you have to rely on one person's strengths more than the other to facilitate the harmony in the relationship. And you have to understand that. You have to know your friend's strengths and weaknesses, and you also have to be even more so aware of your own so that you know when to say when, you know when to stop, you know when to keep going, you know when to be direct, you know when to be um, accommodating. You know, you just have to be aware when you're dealing with your friends. So it's not something that's easy, um, although it seems like it would be because you're dealing with someone you know. Um, there is a there's a comfort level of anonymity when you're conducting business with people who are strangers to you (laughs) where you feel like you can get directly to the business you know what I mean but when you're dealing with your friends you do try to cater try to taper it to what will make them comfortable and so again it's just something that requires maturity 
It requires a lot of balance, and it requires a natural desire to be good to your friends. And if you're well-intentioned, which we always, well, not we, shit, I always talk about intention <laughs> on here. Oh, I know y'all so sick of it. I'm so sick of his thick-tongue ass saying intention. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, like about. I feel like your intention is really important when you're working with your friends. And I don't want to say anything else about it. It's your turn, friend. <laughs> I mean, I think my favorite part of working with friends, especially close friends like you guys, Mm -hmm. is that we really know each other's personalities. Mm -hmm. And so I know what's going to make you shut down. Mm -hmm. I know what's going to make you laugh. I know what's going to open you up. You know, like we know these things about us. So it helps as far as how to communicate with each other. We kind of know like "Hmm, maybe I should back off, give them time to cool off. Or with me, you guys know it's better to speak to me immediately, like in real time, because that's just how I process information. And so I, I love that aspect. Like you said, that's there's that um, familiarity where we kind of know how to work around each other's strengths and even weaknesses. Um, My other favorite thing too is because you are aware of each other's strengths and weaknesses. My tongue is tied today too. See, you ain't hearing in my weakness. That thick ass tongue (laughs) boxing in your mouth all goddamn (laughs) evening when you're trying to talk. Is that um, I think if with strangers, you guys have to figure out the dynamic and kind of find a rhythm. Yeah. And with us, like we know, like with Dustin, we know, like when it comes to the comedic. (laughs) Stand up and delivery and wit and time. Jokes. Like, let him run with give that. Give us a joke. Right. We know how to let him set up the joke, run with the joke. We give him cushion time. There's no, like... I love y'all for that shit, man. <laughs> I do. There's no tug of war. Make a nigga laugh. <laughs> with Asante, we know with the live shows, to me, that's your strength as yep. far as the production coming up with ideas to make it cooler. Let's walk out to the music. Let's do this. Let's have a artist. Da, da, da. You know, and then with me, I think my strength is the research, the content, the production as far as like the show. You know, yeah. so we each have. Uh, you like a washcloth. A washcloth. You clean us up, girl. <laughs> like, you know, there's certain, I mean, you know, you just, you clean us up. I don't heard it all. You are a washcloth, girl. <laughs> you clean me up. I so, appreciate you for that. <laughs> Sante can't even. I had water in my mouth. <laughs> And it felt like wilding out why you bullshit. She does. <laughs> I can crack certain jokes and people will still take our conversation seriously because there's something substantive that I'm even able to crack the joke about because a friend. So I'm trying to tell y'all. Why are you doing the aunt fingers? <laughs> the, yes, the 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 thumb on the first knuckle oh of your my index. God. That's you what it is. Started. But I, but that to me is what makes it special, you know, because there's no uh, tug of war for attention. There's no like, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. We all kind of fell into place pretty easily. Obviously, this was still a rhythm we had to figure out because it was our first time podcasting. But for the most part, we found ease. Everyone kind of has their defined roles and we just show up at 100% for what those things are and, and work great together. So that's probably my favorite. With the strangers, obviously, you have to work with each other for a while to kind of be like, okay, this one's the controlling one, this mm-hmm. one's the lazy one, da da This one breath thing. <laughs> and then make it work. It's like getting or a new not. job. Like you got to figure out who you're going to be friends with at work all right. over again. Right, which boss is the cool one, which one's going <laughs> to let you slide, which one's going to be up your ass. Yep. Like, you know, these are things that take time. So... That's my favorite part with friends. You already know who's who. 
You already know, and also you know who to do business with and who not to do business with, because you you, every friend Amen. is not someone you should partner up with. Amen. Because you know the ones that are full of shit or the ones that are not going to hold their end of the deal whatsoever, business wise, and that's okay. But I think you have that spirit of discernment a little bit sooner when you're working with your friends. Yes, you do have that spirit, Ebobo. <laughs> so, what about the challenges? What have you guys found in your experiences working with friends? That have been the hard parts about it. It's always hard learning people in general and allowing or learning what to do when people make mistakes in any type of relationship. Like whether it's a friendship, whether it's a business partnership or whether it's like an actual, you know, relationship. I feel like there's always that learning of like how much will I take or how far will I go with this person? Mm -hmm. So like um, an important Com- like some important conversations I always have randomly with uh, Alex randomly. Mm-hmm. She always talked about like working with friends and how she, you know, was hiring people and the difference in knowing like when to let people make mistakes because when she interned, you know, she was so thankful to have worked under somebody that allowed her to make like mist- uh, tons of mistakes. So I thought at that point, like a light bulb clicked for me and I was like, damn, like she could easily just choose to be hard on this person and, or she could easily choose to be easy on this person because it's their friend. But she chooses to say, like, you know, someone gave me this type of compassion, and this is what I'm going to give to this type of uh, this type of compassion in this like business type of relationship. She didn't even look at it as a friendship or like consider that into her decision. And I thought that that was so dope. But then it made me think to myself, like, damn, like how hard am I on people sometimes when business doesn't go right, or if I feel like people. Uh, don't do what I would do in certain situations because you feel like people are reflections of you, right? So if you put somebody in a situation like, hey, I got this gig for you. I want you to go and kill it. And then they either don't show up or they show up and they don't say acting ghetto and making you look bad or something. It's like, damn, you feel like you didn't took a hit. But then at the same time, you have to learn like, okay, so now I know not to make the mistake of, let, of you know, giving my friend this these types of calls. Or do you just say like, all right, I'm not going to be friends with the type of person they're going to do business like this, X, Y, Z, and, like, put them both together. So, like, how to separate those things right. was kind of, like, a, a lesson for me. Because sometimes it's the like, yeah, because, you know, if it's your friend and you putting them in a business, you would think that they're going to do something that, and not that any of it's done maliciously, but when shit happens, it's almost kind of like, it feels like, damn, this is a personal attack on me, so why did you fuck with my dream? But it's just business sometimes. It's not necessarily that whole personal thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. having to learn that. Crazy. I just, you said that sometimes it was like a reflection, right? Yeah. Yeah. A response, speaking of the Supremes, reflections of <laughs> the way life used to be. Ever since she said that, I've heard that over and over again. So I really thought it's he the was Supremes about to episode. go into a point. Yes. Because you, you saw, saw his how, face you saw how intent serious. he was looking at that one. Yeah. Damn it, Dustin. But because he... <laughs> We should have known. Reflection <laughs> because the Dustin, way life he, used to be. <laughs> he had a song. Like, I reflection can't even be mad. Look at him. The way you talking about you, you. You said reflections, right? <laughs> right. right? I'm like, oh, he got a word. I was like, yeah, I said uh, reflection. I thought he was about I to love teach Diana me something. TD Jakes is about to come out. He's over here singing. Oh yeah, baby. By the way. Maybe I should say this for the Music Man segment, but this is just like when I thought I was listening to a new Metro Boomin song earlier, and it wasn't. And I will. It was re- TDJ. No, 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 no. Oh. TDJ no, no, no. is working with Metro. <laughs> no, 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 no. How you? We'll we'll revisit Metro Boomin later. Oh shit. Metro Boomin. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, right. The boom comes from. No, I'm not gonna do TD Jakes like that. So let me no, go. I love okay, right. I okay, love TD Jakes. And I, yep, and I am not gonna do that. 
because T.D. Jakes then gave a lot to people's spirits in a good way. So I'm just going to leave him, you know, I ain't got nothing bad to say about T.D. Jakes. Now, Sarah? No, nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> no, wait, McLaughlin? Mm-mm, Jakes. Oh, oh. But anyway. Because um, we don't, I, what? No. Anywho, so the challenges with working with your friends. Um, I think that sometimes you face an additional dilemma that corresponds with the re- the first dilemma you are facing, right? So, like, not only do you have this problem or this hiccup in business that needs to be addressed, the added dilemma is that it has to be addressed in a nice way. Or <laughs> it has to be addressed. You know what I mean? It has, you have to be considerate of things that you may not normally have to be considerate of. And it's just something. It's not really a challenge. It's just something that kind of comes naturally when you are working with your friends. And so, but it is something that requires effort. And mm-hmm. so it's something that you have to think about and be aware of. And it only take only take one time for it to go the opposite way <laughs> for you to realize that, like, okay, there's a possibility. Because sometimes when you're dealing with your friends, you think that you're automatically understood clearly. Right. And you're not always. And so it only takes one opportunity for that to take place for you to learn that lesson very, very quickly, that you need to be... Um, strategic and intentional with the care and concern that you show when you're dealing with your friends. Um, And it needs to be something that you give thought to because ultimately you do want things to go the right way. And no matter what it takes, you have to be willing to go that extra mile to ensure it. Um, So that is something that I wouldn't say is a challenge, but it is something that deserves some thought. Other than that, you know, the only challenge is, you know, figuring out, you know, who the Uber's dropping off first or, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, who's the high address y'all going to use for this, who's, you know. Who's paying for the Uber. Who's paying for the motherfucking <laughs> Uber after rock, paper, scissors, you know, on the Lower <laughs> East Side because you know you got to go all the way oh uptown. So, yeah. Um, I think merit is mm-hmm. what comes up for me as a challenge. A lot of the time, especially if you're in a great position where you can either, like, employ friends or put them on whether it's something you can turn down or can't, you know, because mm-hmm. it doesn't align with you, but you know a friend who can do it, you know, like mm-hmm. different ways like that. But I think what becomes challenging is like, let's say, for example, you need a photographer. Your friend is a photographer. They know you need a photographer, so they're kind of looking at you like, hello, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but they're not the one you want to work with because mm-hmm. you know that either they're like, late a lot or maybe they don't have the best equipment or it's not something they've really put a lot of time into it's just sort of like a you know like a side hobby Mm -hmm. so you're kind of like you feel that pressure like i mean i would love to help you cultivate or even maybe tag you in pictures so it can help your brand get better and you can get more work and with more work you get better for uh, equipment and there's that aspect of feeling kind of obligated. Like, right. I should I should help you because I'm in a position to help you. But then where's the line between you putting your friends on and your brand or what you're trying to accomplish suffering quality-wise because you're so busy trying to put people on... Bobby Lights. <laughs> in fear of how you'll be viewed if you don't, you yeah, know? Yeah, completely. And then how, if you put them on... And things go wrong having to have that conversation about, like, I have to replace you or I can't, you know, and then that's going to trickle into the friendship because nobody's going to 
take that quote unquote chin. fire a friend. Yeah, and then and it not affect you guys talking tomorrow on the phone. If you if you take on the responsibility of working amongst a group of your friends and you all are working on a project together, I believe that it is generally understood when you begin this 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 juncture or whatever, this mm-hmm. venture, right? That everybody has bought in a hundred percent and you're dedicated to the success of whatever it is that you're creating. Right. To me, that automatically implies that you're giving a hundred and fifty percent of whatever your contribution is. Right. And, and you're oper- you're you're delivering it at peak performance levels, right? So that automatically transcends into the way that you deal with each other and into what your coworkers and your friends have seen you be able to do. They, You learn very quickly um, people's work ethic, all those sort of things. And so the merit issue that you just spoke of, friend, it does come up. Yeah, Because opportunities <laughs> come up. Um, and I don't know, you just have to learn very quickly that it's okay for people to make the right decision for whatever choice they have to make. And it doesn't always mean you. Right. Just like the photographer you spoke of, mm-hmm. maybe their their style of photography is not the creative direction that you wanted to go with that particular project. And right. that could be the only reason that you didn't choose them. Right. Or a friend, which I was telling the guys earlier, a friend might... Because you're friends and there's that comfort, if you say, like, let's shoot on Tuesday, you know, at 3 o'clock... There's that push. Sometimes there's that pushback of like, "Oh, girl, like, can I meet you like Wednesday?" Or, no. they, or they'll like text you at two thirty saying, "I might be late." You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, whereas a stranger, if you say, "Let's shoot at Tuesday at three, chances are Tuesday at three That's is what's what happening. You know what I mean? Because it's an agreement, it's a contract, and so sometimes I think friendships, the the comfort can kind of blur the lines of professionalism and yep. respect and schedules and you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so that's something that I've been challenged by you guys already know me I do not like uh, being in tense positions Mm -hmm. with people it's just not my comfort zone I don't like having to Mm -hmm. check people I don't Mm -hmm. like having to call anyone out or sit them down and tell them about themselves I just hate it I hate it I don't prefer it so that's almost in a weird way why I don't always want to work with friends because I want to avoid Absolutely. that. Yeah. So for me now, it's more so about alignment, meaning yes. I know you're good at this, so we can work on this together. Or I know you're good at this as a craft, so you can help me with this or I can help you with this. Alignment, though. There has to be an alignment. They have to be mentally out of space that I know I can deal with. Like the homie package, those days are over, over. because it just it's too, it ends up ruining friendships, you know. And the product. And then the product, which fucks both of y'all up. So what's the point of that? So it was literally for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. <laughs> for naught. <laughs> okay. What about finances, friends, and money? <laughs> How does that work? Have you guys ever had any challenges when it comes to money? Mm-hmm. Which ones? I have I have loaned money to friends and never seen it again. Mm. I have. In business though? Oh, in business, damn. <laughs> <laughs> um like mm. working together with money, has that ever been difficult where maybe like they wanted you to give them a cheaper rate for oh, something all the time. or expected you to pay them more for something, you know, like just or expect you waters. to do it for free. Or ex- that's, I mean, that's the biggest one, I think. And they tell you, hey, you know, it's I could go on and on and on. But I believe that that boils down to a general respect. And, again, when you're talking about your friends, 
and you are interested in soliciting them for some sort of service and you have a budget behind your project, why would you even want to approach them and insult them by, you know, asking for their services for free? Right. Especially when you have the means to pay for it. It's totally different if we're having a conversation about something that's new that you're trying to do and I believe in you and your work ethic and I want to, to, you know, essentially donate my time and services to what you're doing. Allow me that choice, though, and don't just assume that I'm going to do whatever for free. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I just... Or that you're going to discount your rate because we're friends. That's another big one. It's not fair. You know what I mean? Right. It's just not fair. So, I don't know. What about you, Asante? Nope. Everything's good on this front. With finances? Yep. Never had any issues? Um, I mean, the most has been, like, late payment. But outside of that... Ooh, that's a big one. I mean, but nothing's ever been, like... I have to, like, hunt you down for my... Like, if I... Like, if it has been more than 30 days... <laughs> what was that app, Harvest? Where it, not for it nothing. chases people down for invoices? And look... FYI. And, and, and not for nothing... <laughs> I know if you tell me that you're gonna pay me, like I know that I'm getting paid, but and I'm not gonna bother you about it. But do know that I am counting <laughs> because half the time if I hit you but up, you got goons or something. No, I'm I'm just literally sitting there like, <laughs> all right, well it's been a week now. I know they said that they're gonna pay me, so let me just ask because nine times out of ten you forgot, and if you forgot. That's a little insulting because it's like, damn, I showed up to your shit to like do this for you and fuck. But then it's also like, damn, I know you busy as hell. Which is good because that means you got more shit coming for me. So, like, I'm not going to give you a hard-ass time if you just say you forgot. Now, if you say, oh, damn, like, uh, you, it's going to be another week or another two. Like, if you start doing that, then it's like, well, damn. Like, you you could have told me this a week before today that I'm calling you, asking you for it. And now you're telling me it's going to be two more weeks. Like, when it's like that, then it's like, okay, this is, this is too damn much. But for the most part... It's just been late, and late is fine because late means it's coming, so I can expect it when I have it, and I can spend it then. Like, it's great. I haven't had any challenges, like, working with friends, like, on this show specifically um, and in other ways. I haven't really had any challenges with finances. No, I think we look out. We yeah. look after each other. I think so too. I'm yeah. like, if anything, I've gained knowledge. Absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? So that's been a joy, but... You know, brands is a different story. Sometimes they are yeah. a little bit um, aloof. Mm, a little bit. To, especially, you know, was... timing and being timely. <laughs> so Especially because it's like, it's 2018. I, I understand like in 2005 and 2008. Right, but there's a lot of tech doing, for you right, to be on time. I understand mm-hmm. that y'all have y'all like six to eight week bullshit that y'all used to I do. That. And that y'all think that like three to four is cool. But I'm trying to hear you tell me seven to 14 business days. And even then, Our I'm rent expecting. rent is once a month. Even then, I'm expecting a good three to five because that's a cute grace period. So it's like, <laughs> if you telling me it's going to take more than this time. <laughs> you might have getting hot just because because brands will do that shit though. They, they make it seem like months, ninety days. They got to like, go through three different departments in this building, then four in that one before they can someone can even think about talking about your money. And it's like what? But then y'all want to call me and be like, hey, you're the one. And it's like, or yeah, then call I'm you the and one. tell you, oh. <laughs> then call you and tell you, oh, well, there's been. I'm so sorry. There's been a lot of turnover. What does that? What in the hell does that have to do with me and mine? Yeah, you know, and but you don't want to ever be difficult, you know what I mean? And so you don't want to burn the yeah, bridge. you know, you don't want to so, like Monique. This Ooh. is right. You sure don't want to end up saying, "Hey, my loves," in front of a closet door. <gasps> I mean, so really, I, you know. 
I just I just be quiet and patient and try to do, you know, planning. With money, yeah. I haven't had any issues. I do I wanna piggyback on what Dustin was saying though. I'm actually I do a lot of things for my friends for free and I don't usually have a problem with that. I think where it goes sour is when your friends keep it going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they start getting bigger and making money and then it's it becomes like an unexpected thing or they pile on a lot of expectations on you that for me it's weird. Like if I were to ask for you guys to do certain things, it would never <clears throat> pop in my mind to do to have you do it for free ever. That's just not how I work. I wouldn't do that to you. And then either. if it was hella stuff, like I'm talking about like a list, like I want you to produce this, da, 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 I would definitely not expect you guys to do it for free. Especially because it's taking time from your schedule. That's work that you could be doing for your own brand. And so I just sort of wish that more people had that like understanding. That you treat know? others yeah. how you want to yeah, be treated. Like, like if they took that literally and I hate to piggyback off you, Dust. I know no, you're tired of talking true. about it, but intention <laughs> literally goes into everything. If people literally stopped at every moment and said, "Like, okay, Is how would I cool? feel? Right? How yeah. would I feel in this situation? Like, it's, hey, here's a contract. You have to go get talent to do X, Y, and Z. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to try to sell this contract to people with, without reading over it and saying, like, damn, I don't think that they would do that shit. Like for that. Like if I came to you, when, remember you had to ride the train. Late as fuck that time. Mm-hmm. If I had to read that, I'd be like, hey, um, we need to change the accommodations on this. But people don't do that. They just say, this is what I have, and I'll go with it. Or they make up some bullshit, and they think right. it's okay, and they settle, and it's That's, up. You know what? That's actually a huge point, too, is that, like that situation where I the girl tried to put me on a train at, like, 3 in the morning from New York to, where was I going? D.C. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, because she's trying to cut corners. Don't do that to your friends. Right. Because you think that they'll understand oh, they what know. your financial situation... No, 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 no. Do not cut corners with your friend's safety, you know, or just their ability to sustain themselves. If they're doing work for you, pay them. If you can't pay them, have a barter system. Yeah. Just be mindful. Be aware. Don't expect your friends to just do shit because they can or should. Be mindful of, like... What can I do for you for you doing this for me if I don't have the money to give you what you deserve or what your rate is? You know, I just wish people were more mindful. That's kind of my advice, right? Amen. That's it, though. I just thought it was, you know, honestly, that whole thing with T.S. and Kaya, it made me feel bad that, first of all, that people heard her crying and them kind of, like, having that disagreement because that sucks. You know, that's private. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't... It's not to say people don't have these disagreements, but I think it sucks that it kind of got aired out like that. Me and they're too. doing great. The show's doing great. Um, you know, so it got me thinking just about working with friends and... <laughs> T.S. Madison and Kaya staring at each other. Like, <laughs> well, what you gonna do? What you gonna right? do? <laughs> <laughs> and how you could honestly ruin a good thing. Yeah. Because you can't communicate, and that sucks because I would say nine times out of ten, failed girl groups, failed companies, failed partnerships is because of a lack of communication. Yeah. Like, without fail. I can bet anyone failed super groups. Remember earlier I was telling about Sailor Moon? Every episode, (laughs) some bad shit was going down because they was getting into a fight, (laughs) and one of the girls was going off by themselves. And then the other girls had to come together. They had to realize they was friends and shit. So you, the, I guess my takeaway would be make sure that if you do go into business with a friend, it's a friend that can communicate well with the way that you communicate. 
It's a friend indeed. That's it. You guys have any last words or a bit of advice? I not advice. Just cannot <laughs> stop laughing at Monique. No. Thinking she was talking to herself <laughs> and booking this interview from talking to a fan page. <laughs> that the internet undefeated. Oh. Well, Ooh. I just feel like, you know, what about your friends? <laughs> Will they stand your ground? Will they let you down again? You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey. That's how I feel. So TLC had, they might not have had them deals right with Pebbles, but they had that right. What about your friend? (laughs) And that's it for this week. I mean, that's it for this week. (laughs) I have a question for you. Did you know that the average family visits five websites before booking a vacation rental? You can spend less time planning your next trip and more time relaxing with today's sponsor, Tripping.com, the world's number one site for vacation rentals. Whether you're looking for a cabin to get away for the winter, planning your next beach vacation to Hawaii, or that African escape where you'll live like a local, Tripping.com can help you find the perfect place to stay. Vacation rentals offer flexibility, perks, and anonymities that hotels don't, like multiple bedrooms, backyards, hot tubs, free Wi-Fi, and even fully stocked kitchens so you can have a quick bite on the go or plan and cook your own meals. With Tripping.com, OneSearch lets you filter, compare, and sort over 10 million available properties on trusted sites like VRBO, TripAdvisor, Booking.com, and more. Don't wonder if you're getting the best deal. You'll save an average of 18% per night by booking your vacation with Tripping.com. So don't forget, if you want to save time and money, while booking the perfect vacation rental with, for your next trip, head to tripping.com slash friendzone today. That's T-R-I-P-P-I-N-G dot com slash friendzone. This week's episode is brought to you by Casper, the sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Not to mention, the breathable design helps you to sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how-do-they-do-that sized box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. After all, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. I love my Casper mattress myself. I'm so looking forward to getting the Casper pillows um, to accompany that, but I sleep great on it every night. It literally feels like it's custom-made for me. I was amazed and mesmerized by the box and opening it up and a full, big, whole mattress coming out of that small box folded up like that. It was amazing. Okay, a comfortable-ass so, mattress yeah, like that. It was almost like, you know how when you're pulling Kleenex out of a box, it's amazing how the Kleenex are stacked so flat, but then they just spring to life when you pull them yes. off the top. It's like the Kleenex of mattress shipping. Mm-hmm. So uh, that being said, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com forward slash friendzone and using friendzone at checkout. That's casper.com forward slash friendzone, offer code friendzone for $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. So let's jump into this week's wellness segment. Here we go with this shit. That's right. Well, <laughs> no, well, we well, did well, that well, one well, 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 well. Shout out to Big Frida. Rest in peace to Big Frida's brother, Tori. Oh, yes. man. Big Frida sending you all the prayers because this has been a hard couple of years, man. Mm-hmm. Whew. Okay, so 
you know, we were talking about taking time off from the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Last year on last week's episode, Emotional Contagion. And you know what was interesting? I got a lot of messages and email from people, which at first I was kind of like, come on now. But then I thought about it and I'm like, damn, that's real. People were hitting me and saying, I don't know what to do outside of social media. See? Like, they literally (laughs) were like, I don't know what to do. I don't have much of a life cultivated outside of, like, being at work, you know, or, like, with their family or their kids. But, like, their alone time or time off of Twitter, Facebook, people were really hitting me like, can you give me advice on things that I should do? What we gonna do? <laughs> what we gonna do? I mean... But that's so, like... That's honest. Real. That's real. That's Especially literally where this... if you were from a generation where all you've known is social media because we used friend, to go outside. This is where we at We now, used friend. to play. We used So we come from that sort of halfway point of, like, I know life outside of right. this. Very good point. But I can also integrate myself because this is where we're at now. But yeah. imagine if this is all you knew. Like the kids that were born in like 2000. Right. Which like, are like 18 now. Isn't that weird? I don't want to talk about that. God, we're old. Anyways. So, oh my God. What year did Clueless come out? I don't Never know. mind. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> don't do that to us. Because you were talking about going outside and I was immediately thinking about like those movies where they show people like doing cool shit and fun shit like going to the mall and all that. Yeah. And you know what's... When I was leaving, which was confirmation that this should be the wellness segment, I was leaving home today and they, I live near a park and there was... There's these three swings and there were these three little boys. You could tell they had just come from school and they stopped in the park. They had their snacks, you know, uh, the little quarter waters. And not really, it was not quarter waters. I don't even know if they make those anymore. Right. That was me inserting my spike leaves. Little niggas probably had lattes. <laughs> Four <laughs> locos. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they had their little juices and their snacks. And they were laughing so hard and pushing each other on this swing. You know, the old school rubber yes. swings. One oh, of them man. got stuck. You know when you try to go on the baby one? That's yes. like right? yeah, with <laughs> You can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big ass. Yeah. And you can't get out of your friends. That's why you're you supposed out. to stand up in that one. <laughs> right. But damn, I didn't tell you that. Right. <laughs> but it was so, their laughter literally caught my attention. I love that. I turned because I was like, who is laughing in a park? Because you really don't see that anymore. That's the sad yep. part. Kids don't really play outside. And Damn. I, you guys, not even to sound like a creep, but I like stood there watching them. Like I was like, this it brought is, you joy. It really oh, yeah. did. They were so happy and just free. Total hashtag Black Boy Joy. So sweet. And so I was like, that's confirmation. I wanted to hear from you guys on the times that you put your phone down. What are you? Oh God, I don't want to ask Dustin this question. <laughs> I was going to say, what are you usually doing? Oh, I thought you was about to say that for me because I was about to say, she can see that I'm rolling up on my face. <laughs> no. What are you usually doing? Give people advice on how to cultivate a life outside of social media. I mean, I'm one. I just like to play music. If I have music, mm. I can do mm. literally anything. So when I'm not on the computer or on my phone, I'm playing music and I'm cleaning up or I'm reading or I'm walking or I'm playing in the park right. or I like to go swimming. I found... A swimming pool. <gasps> I finally, I mean, it's nowhere you, like, it's... No, not near me. I mean, it's a gym, but <laughs> I found somebody that worked at a gym that has a swimming pool that I can use. <laughs> Cute. So, so swimming is back on the list full time. So, mm, yeah. I mean, just... I'm jealous. I actually don't really like social media like that. 
Like I'm I'm nostalgic because I liked social media back when I felt like it was small circles of us. Right. Like when I felt like when nobody was really on Twitter and we was like on there and it was like, oh look at it's friends. And then when it became like a contest and all well, the other people. But before we came, were all brands, I think that's what changed everything. <laughs> well, that too. Look, friend, that too. Right. Because you know I can't tweet some of the things like I used to tweet. <laughs> I can't say the things I used to say. So so after social media, I found out all that stuff was being like published and all that. I said, oh, I'm going to save this for like in person. So even kicking in with people and getting drunk is always a good ass time. I hear that. Playing board games. Oh, cute. Yeah, I think that the lesson in all of this is that the downtime that you have from social media is when you do all of the things that you cannot speak about. On social media. <laughs> oh, I mean, gosh. so there you go, right there. You know what I mean? All of that's your time. Wow. Instead of tweeting things that are too personal, instead of describing things that we don't need to know anything about, that's your time to do, engage, and experience all of those things that are none of our business. And I think that if people applied that philosophy to their social media experience, it would be a whole lot more fulfilling and more fun Mm. because what irritates us about being on social media is being privy to things that are none of our business i told y'all a long time ago leave us alone Mm. you know what i'm saying like period (laughs) that was my hashtag leave us alone i remember so if you leave everyone else alone and put your social media down and then go argue with your boyfriend or girlfriend or then go you know think about um, all of the things that you are writing in these completely unnecessary Facebook statuses or tweets, you know, this is your Bryce time Tiller to... quotes. Yeah, you know, your, your Facebook diary or whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, this is your time to do all of those things. So just take advantage of the opportunity to be away from things that are for public consumption and do all the stuff that you don't want to talk to anybody about. I think that's what you should do. Now, if I need to break it down further, I'm available, friend. Or do you, are we pretty good here? I mean, I, I guess I wanted to hear, like, specific Like activities? Yeah, like okay. things that you enjoy doing that are so good to you. Oh, God. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm trying hard because you know where Dustin's going to take this. That are so mm. fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> So fun I'm gonna kick you or something. Mm. They, it it makes mm. you forget about your phone. Mm. <laughs> do, 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 do. Ah. <laughs> I knew it. See, first of all, baby, <laughs> you gotta understand that it takes a man with a slow and steady hand <laughs> to please the land. So when I'm alone and away from everybody Worst looking at me, question I ever. I practice. Making sure that I got that I am the man that the Pointer Sisters was talking about. <laughs> and they said they wanted a man with a what? A slow <laughs> hand. A man with an easy touch. So that's what I've been doing. I've been researching, cooking. Okay. Oh, cute. Researching all things. There's so many things. Let's get out of uh, Pornville and go back into real life. There's so many things that you can do. First of all, if you structure your day, okay, and you fill it up with things that, like goals that you have, if you wanted to, I mean, small, short-term goals, like cleaning out a certain room in the house yes, or reorganizing, like, your shelves mm-hmm. or, you know, doing things like that, that automatically takes you away from social media. So if you structure your day enough, 
and you go according to plan, you really won't even have time to be on there. So there's so many, instead of thinking of things to do, just think about the things that you need to do. The yes. things that you have in front of you that need attention. If you start knocking things off that list, you will easily occupy the time that you normally spend on social media. Agreed. From there, you have the option to, to pick something to fill up the time. So you can pick up a new hobby. You know, if you want to learn how to braid hair, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. Learn a new language. You know, you want to learn True. how to shoot dice. You know what I'm saying? Play you dominoes. Might, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You might want to learn how to, I don't know, um, cook up well no well, I, well what I'm <laughs> what I'm saying is you may there are certain life skills and hacks that you can learn How to occupy that did time you get there? <laughs> so Jesus. that's it um I mean you guys know I love projects yes and I love giving In each project each, each project the, best, the month most heartwarming <laughs> Like, like last month, my project was my apartment, like restructuring mm-hmm. it, right? And you saw I was talking about it every week because it was a long, I guess, mid mid to long-term project. It wasn't like a short-term goal. I spent all of January restructuring it. Now my apartment feels good for where I'm at now. This month, my project is my body. So you guys are going to start noticing changes in my body because I'm reconnecting. You know, I went to the chiropractor. I went to the physical therapist. All those, like I said last time, all those little aches, I'm finally tending to them. Yes, Lord. To make sure they don't turn into bigger long-term problems. Um, That's a good thing because it's reconnecting me with my body, which allowed me to go back into the gym now under supervision where I'm not going hard and hurting myself and being unhealthy about my regimen. It's crazy. My Cairo literally knows when I went too hard. He presses on my back and he goes, what speed was the treadmill for? (laughs) (laughs) What was the incline? Like he knows. You're like, don't judge me. Right. Because he can feel the inflammation. And that's so good for me because I am a go hard person. Yes. So I'll go to the gym and end up burning out because I just go so hard. You know, and this is good (laughs) because he's teaching me how to like respect my body and be healthy about how I'm going about this. It's it's not the destination, it's the journey. That's right. <laughs> it's the journey. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> your face. So it's just really cute. Let me let me get through my go story. Go ahead, go ahead. So it's please. just really cute. I want you to get through your story. It's That's his what... face. <laughs> you said the journey. It's your fault. Well it is the journey. See so let's be finished clear. friends. So I was really, you know, I'm thankful to start developing an ecosystem that's keeping me accountable of how I'm living and staying healthy. So, you know, that's just an idea. And and cooking, cooking is another great one. I'm actually, to be 100% transparent, have never really loved cooking, but I'm starting to like it again. For me, cooking was always an in and out thing. Like, I need to eat. You know, I need carbs, I need protein, I need fats, blah, blah, blah. It was always like a sort of more calculated thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I need to stay healthy and for my brain to be healthy and to function, want, want. But now I'm developing like an actual love for it and order tons of, of books and cookbooks. And a lot of my friends, okay. shout out to Wendy and Jess of Food Heaven Made Easy, which hey. I actually just made a cameo on their podcast. Hey. Yeah, where we talked about my weight gain and just got really transparent about, you know, everything, um, my diet, workout, all that. Um, but they have a cookbook that you guys have to get. It's plant-based meals. And I love that it's my friend's cookbook. And <laughs> no, I'm like cooking there, you know, like That's that makes cool. me happy. And, um, just been buying cookbooks and like I said, my mom and I get together and cook together and stuff. So 
cooking, working out, the yoga with Adrian that I do every night now is part of my night routine to kind of help me stretch my body out from all the stresses of the day mm-hmm. so I can take that hot shower with eucalyptus mm-hmm. and then go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm, you mm-hmm. sleep like a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to cultivate what you like because that might not be your wave, you know? So I think it's going to be... It's hard for us to tell you how to cultivate outside of social media because only you know what actually makes you happy. You know, is it reading? Maybe it could be curling up. Get a bunch of books you've been dying to read and, and, you know, stack them up by the couch and make it a project to get through five books in the next three months or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much to do. Magazines, make mood boards, maybe change your style up. Pinterest. Oh, wait, no, that's the internet. <laughs> Damn it, friend. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's so many things. So many things. Duolingo, which is how you can learn another language. Learn I've been practicing to... my Portuguese. If, you, if you're if you doing this challenge with a bunch of friends, um, oh, that is cute. learn how to play spades. You know, because I don't There know are a lot how. of people that don't know how to and play spades. you guys spades, make fun of me. So that'll be good. I have never made fun of you for that. Yes, you have. Have I made fun of you? You have. Okay, I probably have. <laughs> Learn how to do little kids' hair, You and too. Jade. Y'all Jade my definitely black has. Cards. I didn't revoke. I don't ever revoke black cards. Because you know why? Because I know how serious Spades gets. And, and, as and a violent Spades, and angry. Listen, listen. Yes. In Atlanta, it almost <laughs> went down. And I'm just going to say, I still have never reneged in my life. And that's I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, you shading. But hopefully that gave you guys some ideas. There's so much to do so outside of the internet. And you know do. what I've learned? The best way to keep a balance so that Facebook studies won't fuck with your head is to cultivate a great life outside of the internet. You, It's like focus on it and really, really, really cultivate so that when you go on the internet, it's really not that deep. Not that you're just saying, because some people say it, but it's not true. It really is deep, deep for seriously. them. Seriously. And they try to act like it's not, but seriously cultivate an amazing life that when you get off the internet, you literally forget what you were even reading or what article came out because it's just not that big a part of your day. You don't even know where your phone at. Right. <laughs> you and you're cool p- with it. Pick up the covers and move okay. pillows and shit. To find your phone. That's how that's detached you become. Okay? That's the best. Bliss. Goals. And that's Baby. it. That's it for this week's wellness segment. Hopefully you guys <laughs> found some ideas for some new things to integrate into your daily schedule. Asante, now it's your turn to miss the music, man. What it's, you got for us this week? Well, um, by the time the listeners will have listened to this episode... It'll be a happy belated birthday to Tanache. Oh, happy oh, birthday. happy birthday, Tanache. I just wanted to oh. go on record saying that I wish happy birthday. The Aquarius album still knocks. I was just listening to it earlier today just because I was like, you know, let me just see what the wave is. It is Aquarius season anyway. So I listened to the album. Still a good one. Still liked it. Happy birthday, Tanache. You know, sometimes you listen to things, you're like, damn, why did I like this? But <laughs> I, most of the tracks, I was very pleased all over again. Like, oh, damn, I forgot. Like, this is magic all over again. The future is mine. <laughs> that is on one of the mixtapes. If you are into Tanache or if you need to get into her, go ahead and listen to that song. Um, also, I wanted to take a moment to... Uh, I wish that I brought my tools, but I want to take a moment to say uh, goodbye to Charlie Walk um, on The Four. <laughs> um, I've been watching The Four, and it's actually a really good show because it's it's actually talented people on there, and they're on there like they're really battling for something bomb. And 
I feel like Charlie was supposed to be the Simon Cowell on the show. Damn. And um, Simon Cowell's gone. So, you know, thanks for removing yourself and not making this a big dramatic thing. Oh, he removed himself. Yeah, he just said he will not be attending the finale because he didn't want it to take any shine away. And then Fox proceeded to, like, scrub him from a bunch of shit. Like, wow. So he became his namesake. So Charlie actually did walk. <laughs> he, uh, he, yep. Uh. And not this way. Okay. Did he so. run? <laughs> Charlie gone. <laughs> Charlie peace. So with that said, um, this Charlie Thursday, <laughs> uh, I actually don't even know if this Thursday, if uh, the finale is going to be on anymore, if they pushed it back. But the parking four- lot, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> Come keep on. Red line, Charlie. <laughs> Not red line, Charlie. <laughs> Who skateboard child, skateboard Chuck? <laughs> I wonder how many he has. How many think is left, friend? Come on now, you know it's. Well, a, you know, there's like two more. You in know them. it's a vessel. You know it's coming out. <laughs> I think it's for three or four more. Go ahead. Oh my God! <laughs> Stair chair, Charlie. See, Y'all know that chair that slide up the steps for the people that can't take the oh, steps. Oh no! That's Charlie. That's what he took on down. Going down, Charlie. Charlie. Please go. Going down, down, and we're moving around. And Charlie, you're walking out swinging. <gasps> the show was number one with the bullet. Loaded gun contact. Asante, please. Come on, Asante. Anyway, I wanted to, like, really? You just had so many Charlies. Technically, that was like 25. I mean, technically, you still owe me two more. <laughs> I mean, I do you with you. Go ahead. Motorsport, Charlie. Because <laughs> Fox put that thing in sport. Okay, speaking of motorsport, Charlie, just to finish off the segment, uh, the four contestants uh, that are left are Evie McKinney, Vincent Kennedy, Candace Boyd, and Javaya. Candace Boyd? Yes, and we will come right back to that. Why do I know that? We'll come right back so I can answer it. Yes. I remember. So Candace Boyd from American Idol and this Vincent Kennedy, you won't know know him because I think he's on this season of American Idol. And I only think that because I was watching a commercial for American Idol and I seen his ass in it. And it was like, damn, your ass was just on the four, which I know, like, if you, you see... You can do that? Right. I was... Well, American Idol is a Fox show, too. Not oh. no more. Oh, it's not? No, remember, the reboot is on ABC. Well, well, that's where I actually saw hmm. the commercial. That's the funny thing. Yep. I saw the uh, American Idol commercial on ABC with the dude in it that's on the four on Fox now. So I don't know if he's going to be oh, on the, a finesse the next then. season. Yeah, but he's good. Um, he actually was singing it before he sang uh, Megan Trainer, or actually after he sang... Uh, doing his audition, Megan Trainer was like, I know you, you're that guy. Because they know each other through friends. Mm. And she was just so happy to say that she knew him since he actually could sing. Did she pick him, though? No? Yeah, she did. Yeah. She, they had to they have to pick you was to allow you to... Was it based on merit? <laughs> and, and look, it was... Queen's Court gavel. <laughs> friend. <laughs> look, friend, it was only based on merit. Okay. okay. She only claimed him. She, she was like, I know you, I know you. I was so scared you were going to sound bad. And I was like, oh, I know that guy. But then you opened your mouth and it was great. Right, dead. <laughs> Megan Trainer said that to somebody. So... Also, Javaya, the reason I said motorsport, Javaya, uh, she was uh she lost her seat on the previous episode and or I think the episode before, I forgot how this shit all went down. But uh she won her seat back because they did a, a, a sing-off where they allowed people that got kicked off came back to compete for a seat back. So Javaya performed Cardi B's that's who the hell that was. <laughs> oh, with the locks. Yeah. I saw that on Twitter. It's like going viral. And the viral. funny thing is, that's what got her back on the show. I mean, 
I didn't hate it. I didn't either. I Look, thought it was cool as fuck. So the thing is, Javaya, she she stands for like the essence of the show. They want to find the next star, like somebody that like has their own sound already. Somebody Which is that's what talented. I liked her, cause right. She, didn't sound like anyone I can think of. Some people came on the show and I feel like they made the mistake of singing songs that they sounded like. Right. And since they either didn't do it justice or they did it enough justice to where we're like, well, we already have that. It was like, what more could you provide? So I just wanted to shout out, shout out the four really quickly. And Candace Boyd was on American Idol and I she, remember. I think, I think Candace won her seat back too. Yeah, because she's on the final now. She she lost her seat and she won it back. So shout out to Candace Boy and Javai for winning their seats back. I thought you was talking about um, Golden Brooks' son on Girlfriends. <laughs> oh, you know what? And rest in peace to Leah LaBelle. Oh, yes. my God. Yes, R.I.P. Leah LaBelle. Right? I'm so glad you said that. That's why I was making the and American her, Idol And her boyfriend, too. Yes. Um, they were. That has her husband. Yes. Oh, her husband. Russell, uh, Russell Butler. Was yes. that his last name? He's an NBA player. I loved her. Yeah, I, I, American Idol seasons two and three. She was on season three. That was when I was like a huge American Idol fan. So I remember that girl. I remember her raspy tone, and you guys know I love singers with that kind of tone. Anyway, mm-hmm. I loved her, and I was so sad to hear that news. So thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, rest yes. in peace to Lee LaBelle. Yes, oh man. Family. Man. All right. Outside of that, there is something I'm forgetting musically. Oh, uh, the people that I'm using for my collaborative playlist, I have messaged them back, and we are working on that now. So that's coming. Such a cute idea. Um, Outside of that, the other playlist that I'm working on for February is going to be out next week. So that is going to be out of my way. I'm so happy (laughs) because after next week, it's going to be busy as fuck. So I had to get it out of the way this week. Amen. That's going to be done. That's going to be done. Um, And now we can just move on to listens lately. I'm like, who okay. have I? Okay, so let me start with my Yes, list. please. Give me give me time. So I need time. I need space. I need <laughs> while you have time, earlier I said uh Metro Boomin', right? Mm-hmm. The reason that I said Metro Boomin' was because I saw that he had a new song on Apple Music, you know, when they had y'all like the new releases or whatever. But it said Thompson Twins. And I saw him like Thompson twins, like them, like the. Do you know who the Thompson twins are? Like, mm-hmm. oh, mm, I don't think so. It's from back in the day. Yeah, it's like some old school pop band and Thompson twins. I'm not familiar. It's like like old old school. Anyway, it's a Metro Boomin mix. So like he took, um, like they they make music like a. Like, I want to say, like, Devo or something like that. Mm. So Metro Boomin actually took one of their songs, and he did a Metro Boomin mix to it, and it's on Apple Music, and it fucked me up. Love it. Hold me now. That's the Gap commercial song. This is the song they use in the Gap commercial? Yes, that's the Gap commercial oh, song. Oh, when they're dancing? Yeah, with SZA and Metro Can we Woman. talk about how cute Metro Woman look dancing? Yes, Jumping yes. up and down? I love that commercial. I haven't seen it. I love that they picked him. He looks so cute. You haven't seen it? No. <laughs> it is so cute. You love it. Oh, my god. Him and SZA are dancing to that song in the commercial. Like two little yeah. happy kids are just like jumping I up and down. I was like, what the fuck is going on? That's cute, though. That is cute. I thought that I was being bamboozled for a second. Hold me now. Hey. hey. They used to play that in one of my old jobs. <laughs> so when I heard Metro booming on it, I was like, oh, shit, he must have died in my restaurant recently. Is it me or did the Gap commercial say 
Metro Boomin don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Did it literally say that in the commercial? Yeah, at the beginning. I what could not said. believe they let that be in the commercial. What? Okay, I the have shoot to see you? it now. I have I was, to I was like, maybe my brain now. heard that because it's what it is. It really said that in the Gab commercial. And everybody was smiling with glee <laughs> and just dancing, which goes to show you it's just words. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just words. And everybody kept on dancing to hold me now and smiling because it was the jam like that. The oh, art Jesus. wins every time. Ooh, hey. Jesus. I hope they played in the club. Ooh, me too, because I promise you, I'm a cut a rug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I'm a dance. I'm a boogie. Oh, friend, what have you been listening to lately? My obsessive song of the week has been Meditation by Gold Link and Jasmine mm, Sullivan. Yes. I don't know what it is. I have been playing that. On the treadmill, isn't that weird? It no, gets me it going, like that. and it's weird because I I listen to it over and over. <laughs> That's how you know, literally over and over on the treadmill. Just don't even move to any other song. So now when it comes on, my body's like, we gotta run. <laughs> like yes. I'm conditioning myself yes. to tie it into movement. Um, but yeah, that's been my song. I have not stopped playing it. I love Gold. Can I just say that I love Goldling? Goldling does not get enough play. He is so refreshing. You know, yes. like an artist that just is so creative and different. He doesn't sound like anybody. He's not on there doing the ad libs like no. everyone and their mama. Like he is, like he's so exciting to me. Him, Anderson yes. Pack, like yes. there are a couple, a handful of artists that are so in their own skin and style and confident and different and wavy and I just had to show him some love because he's awesome. Amen. Every song he puts out, I'm always excited. Goldling, I think I heard a gold link through Selection. Everything that I got through Selection is always like super dope. Really? Yeah, like super wavy, super like different. So sometimes there's things that are like a little too different, but then other times there are things that are like just right. Yeah. Or like different for me right now, I should say. Ugh. He needs way more attention. What else have you been listening to? That's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's how I feel about that Drake song, God's Plan, when I was listening oh, to it in the gym. I had yo. it on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I need to try that in the gym. It's God's Plan. It's good in the gym. It's great. It's amazing. What I'm about you, Dustin? It. What you been listening to lately? I like the new Ray Shrimmer song, Teed Up. Um, that's cool. Oh, I just heard it before I came oh, here. Have you been seeing his, the monkeys on Instagram? Mm-hmm. I have his kid. He said, my children. Yes. <laughs> Them little monkeys that <laughs> see we just talked about, you know, knowing how to police yourself. <laughs> Cause I didn't realize, you know what I'm saying? At first I was like, I didn't see the, the oh first Insta God. video. Oh, no. oh my god. I just saw the second say. video where he was like, My children are whatever, whatever. Oh, no. And so I no, looked. No. And at first I'm like, damn, this little I'm like, he done had twins. No. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, like I got it after I looked. And then I went back to the beginning of the story and I'm like, oh, now no, it makes Dustin, sense. You did not think they were his baby. Let me t- I listen. Everybody know it take a minute for everybody to, you know, that was a good one. grow into themselves. <laughs> I didn't know. So I had to go back to the first Insta story video. Then it was all clear. So. <laughs> That's what happened for me. Um, far as listens late, are you finished, friend? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm cool. Done. You know, I've been listening to um, yeah, like Teed Up by Ray Schremer, still listening to Master P Ghetto D. Um, and then the Payroll Giovanni new album, Big Boss in Volume Payroll Two. Payroll Giovanni. And shout out to Cash Dial because 
um, in Kylie Jenner's baby documentary video she released, you, she was listening to the Cash Dollar and Big Shine song that Metro Boomin' oh, really? alignment produced. When she's modeling that red short dress in the video, she's playing So Good by Big Shine and Cash <laughs> Dial. You can hear Cash Dial rapping in the background. So shout out to Cash Dial Cute. for Cash forever Dial. being included in that moment <laughs> from um, Kylie Jenner and them. Cute. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, I have a very random listen lately. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Um, there is a young lady by the name of Madison Beer. Uh, she makes, like, pop music. She, I want to say she's, like, 18, 19. But it's, like, this... I, I don't know what she is, but uh, she makes, like, this sultry pop R&B music, and she sounds a little bit like Ariana Grande sometimes. Like, Madison Beer. Madison Beer. She has a song... I look her up. Um, she just dropped a project called As She Pleases, and the first uh, song is called Dead. And I was listening to it, and I was like, damn, like, this this shit goes off. And so I kept going. The whole thing is pretty fucking lit. But I'm going to just play a little bit of dead because I just mm-hmm. want to hear it. Just so you can know what type of girl she is. You could be here, but you're there. You could be anywhere. And these days I don't even care. No more. You only be showing me love whenever you've had too much. Whatever's been filling your cup, no more. I like your tone. I couldn't stop listening. I was like, okay, Madison Beer. I, I like her. I had a tweet her. I was like, I'm on the first track, but I'm right here with you. Let's do this. And she has only a tinge of bananas and avocado. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> But it's good though. I like it because it it's not too much. It's like a tinge, like only how she rounds out the words. She's at her tone. <laughs> y'all always make it sound worse than I mean when Look, y'all laugh. Yeah, why? No, that's like funny. people would thought that I was shading Bryson's no. hat last week. Really? I was saying that his hat was nice. Y'all didn't see all the tweets like notified. <laughs> Anyway, her voice is good. I like it. it. Madison should, Beer. Madison Beer. You should check her out. I'm on it. Uh, Madison Beer, I've been listening to. <laughs> you can be here, but you're there. You can be here anywhere. Now I'm going to hear it when I go back and listen to it again <laughs> later. Thanks a lot, friend. <laughs> um, also, Childish Gambino, they re released uh, the 2011 project that he dropped back in 2011. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a song in there called Freaks and Geeks. And I believe it was his breakout track on there. And I got to listen to it. I don't remember listening to it then, but it was the song that I heard of Childish Gambino's later that made me a fan. So I want to just point out Childish Gambino, since he will be dropping his final project as Childish Gambino soon. I wonder why. It's Maybe probably. He's just- Challenging, maybe, or maybe he just wants to do something different. He might come back. Who knows? Donald okay. Glover won the awards, not Childish Gambino. <laughs> I guess. I mean, just to like streamline the name, maybe. Gotta I don't roll know. with it. Well, Childish Gambino, um, Freaks and Geeks, check it out. It, it still plays really well. I was like, that's one thing that I've been really big on listening to songs that I could still listen to and being like, damn, these are good. Yeah. So, and then Apple Music also knows what's still good because for whatever reason, <clears throat> they also re released. Or or put on they didn't re-release they put on the main page Missy Elliott's Missy the So Addictive album. Oh, Missy! So also go and listen to that if you are one of those people that was born in two thousand and you're eighteen now. 
Just because you said that earlier, Jeez. I was like, what? That project came out in 2001, so it's like crazy that people probably have not listened to it. Oh, my so God. So it is worth oh mentioning. Oh, my God. There are people that don't know Missy in this world. Right. Wow. <laughs> you know what? That's true, though, because remember when she came out with Katy Perry? I remember tweets being like, whoa. Oh, my whoa, God. Katy Perry this, and that black woman. This girl is so Who good. Who is this Missy girl? <gasps> God, that hurt my soul. But I have to remember that they're probably hella artists that our parents were up on that we don't know shit about, so... Ooh, that's painful. Yes, it is. Go ahead. Painful. Because um, Missy then gave a lot to music. She did. What? And she still Created continues the whole to do sound. sound. Yeah. Amen. Um, also, Missy is on um, Busta Rhymes just dropped a new single. It's called Get It, and it has Missy and uh, Kelly Rowland. It's no, like, it don't. I mean, I don't know why they say it's got Kelly Rowland because what is she clarify. saying on there? Well, she. It's it, what's I don't remember what sample it is, but it's actually a Kelly Rowland sample on the thing, and it's just not uh, 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 on 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 it's something like that. It's that like, but it's that's her contribution to the entire song. That's but but dope. but listen to who produced it. Listen, oh yeah, friend. Oh, he don't say it. Let's go. Oh. I'm here. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Buster, so right. it's Buster and Missy for sure. I mean, right. So it's definitely like worth a listen, just because you got to see what they're doing. I'm always just checking to see what's going on. But I feel you. Like, why did they even listen? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, Kelly too. And I was waiting for. It I thought she, she was gonna have a moment kills too. Her features every <laughs> always, time. always that damn without me. So <laughs> what? You can count on Kelly Rowland for it. Like she is a. She nails features. So well, I was waiting, like, she, I know she's about to fuck this up because right. I too like the beat. <laughs> yes. So I knew she was finna kill it. And, and you know what? Kelly Rowland, all that work she did in the girl group, just, you know, going back to working with friends, Kelly Rowland took all that she did amazingly in Destiny's Child. And our, along the way, her solo career, she still continued to do amazing work with, you know, other people. And I think that there is a testament to say that. As per earliest hot button top or hot oh true. hot button issue. Damn, mm-hmm. I said it right. Damn. Um, that is it for my listens lately. Uh, oh, last but not least, Rick Ross dropped a track that's actually pretty dope. With because uh, people are gonna be like Rick Ross, but Rick Ross does drop good music. Uh, I just don't. Yeah, well, to me, <clears throat> I just don't partake all the time. But when I hear something good that I like, I like it. But uh, the song has T Pain and Kodak Black on it, and it's called Florida Boy. So it's obvious what that's gonna be about. But it is a banger. That's it for the Music Man segment. Don't forget today's sponsor, Talkspace. Makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Don't worry about finding the time to fit another appointment into your crazy schedule. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending a text. No commutes, no leaving the offices, and no judgments. Every Talkspace therapist is fully licensed and goes through a rigorous screening process in addition to thousands of hours of supervised professional training. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash zone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use code Z-O-N-E to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's code Z-O-N-E at Talkspace.com slash zone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. Okay. okay. Over yonder, let's take it on over to TV land. Hey everybody, how you doing? So back on VH1 on Monday night. Hey. We uh, back on VH1 on Monday night. We got two episodes of Love and Hip Hop. How many 
need some dessert for this segment. <laughs> Hip Hop Miami. You no, you didn't really take our cookies. Uh, loving Hip Hop New York. <laughs> and Loving Hip Hop New York, no, they were on vacation. You too, friend. <laughs> he really took out snacks. You know, I, I just. I TV. Yes. And they were on vacation on Loving Hip Hop New York. And no, thank you. <laughs> Um, they, yeah, I, you know, I got to talk. Oh, okay. I would love to, but I got to talk. Right, I'm going to double back <laughs> around when it's my turn. This but they, uh, they, um, were on vacation. Love and Hip Hop New York. I'm really just lacking motivation to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yikes. And it's because I'm having a hard time to connect with any of the storylines right now. I really am. It hasn't gotten better. It has not gotten better. Um, and... I don't know what to do because I really want to participate. And there's people on the show that I like. Like, I've always been a huge Little Mo fan. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I had Remy's album, you know, the the one with She's Gone on it. That was one of my favorite Remy my, my songs. And, you know, I love Papoose as a, a rapper. I love his work. I just really would like to enjoy this show. Safari is quite entertaining. He actually is the only reason that I still kind of watch the show. Because no matter what scenario they put him in, he makes the scene fun and light. And he's just entertaining. He's literally an entertaining television personality. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't have a connection when the storylines consist of like a couple arguing viciously in one scene and then the person says one thing and everything smoothed over and now they moved on from something that they were just about to divorce over five minutes ago it's just not connecting <laughs> it's not realistic i'm having a hard time these girls are doing nothing but fist fighting with each other yes um and then talking about how i i guess what what is challenging for me to digest is the fact that these girls like Mariah Lynn and um, Brittany Taylor Brittany is her Taylor, name, Bianca. and Bianca Bonnie, um, Dream Doll, Dream Doll, Cayenne. all these girls who are on Cayenne, who BBOD. I like. They're all these girls are all on um, BBOD is D O N E. All of these girls are on this show, and they're filming these scenes with each other where they talk about how. They're trying to get their music careers, you know, to to begin movement or have some traction, but they can't stop fighting behind the scenes. But it seems like they don't understand that what they present on the show is being on the scene for them, right? Right. Because we didn't know who they were as artists otherwise, and so now that they're on this show, that is our time with them. That's when we have an opportunity to connect to, like, their art. And so I get frustrated because I feel like some of these girls are really talented. Like, Bianca is dope. Mm-hmm. Brittany Taylor is dope. Yep. Mariah Lynn got some shit. Yep, Kyan And I, Kyan is on fire. Mm-hmm. I get this... Kyan is on fire. I did. I knew it. was going to get a moment. <laughs> but... I get frustrated because what we see of them is them arguing about getting a spot to be featured as an artist or getting an opportunity to have their work recognized when being on the show is that opportunity. And I'd much rather see how dope their songs are right? than see them fighting and arguing with, the, with each other about what. We've st- it's different fights on reality shows. I always say it. It's only entertaining when we have been privy to the backstory or we know that there's years and years of history and that's what they've told us about and we are connected to it building up to that point. It's something climactic. Yes. The fact that we're introduced to you guys brawling with each other. And like we immediately. Never, it's not like we don't connect with that. It becomes draining and it's not entertaining to watch. So instead of me trashing it, which we can make fun of so many things about this show... I just would rather talk about what I would rather see. 
Okay. Can I play the game too? You can play that game. What would you rather see from Love and Friend? Get you a piece too. <laughs> what would you rather see okay, from Love and Hip Hop New York? Now, before you ask the question now, mm-hmm. go on ahead. Everybody listening, y'all need to hit us up for the check if y'all going to use the ideas because I feel oh, like we finna drop some happen. gems now. Yeah. Shout out to everyone that, <laughs> you know, that is inspired to create things that are... Um, in parallel with content that we've created. I appreciate the compliment. It's such a compliment. It is. So, yeah, I just feel like that's what I I would rather see a show that focused on... Sisterhood of Hip Hop kind of did that a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I would rather see a show that focused on Literally, the hip-hop, people are excited about female rappers right now. Mm -hmm. It's such a window of opportunity for somebody to come in and really have, you know, the right eyes on their work. So I'd rather see these girls rap, you know, talk about, you know, challenges related to them recording music, fight over that kind of shit, whatever, if you just want that element. But let us see them perform and let us see them rap and let us see the journey of them trying to be, you know, musicians. Yes. Let us witness that. That's what I'm interested in. So that's what I'd rather see. And I'd rather see it with new people. So because of that, it's time for some recasting because they've added and thrown all these people into the mix with these. Like, why is Snoop from The Wire? And this is nothing against Felicia and Snoop. And the New York one? Why? <laughs> why? Well, they don't have a Baltimore one. <laughs> so then, you know, I just, why? So I want to piggyback off your your show, and mm-hmm. I, I would love to see more of the musical journey. I feel like it would be it's a missed opportunity because there are plenty of people working. Right? Think about if they just got a cast of new women and men, and they show women going to the studio, you know, recording their tracks, what they got to do to try to be heard. Imagine a producer because it's Mona trying to actually get some of these people heard by other musicians, seeing some of these processes with them in the studio, maybe trying to get deals, things like that. Where the business yeah, end. Yeah, the business end because it'll even give that edge of like more people being like, damn, I'm hungry. Like, I want to be that. I want to have that as opposed to being like, damn, I want to get up on TV and fight for a check so I can get more Instagram right. followers. Like, at least that way we'll be able to see that these people are serious. Like, if we saw Mariah Lynn in the studio... Like, we would not take her as much of a joke as we do now. Like, at the very least, we'd be looking at her and be like, okay, like, this girl writes or she's working. whatever her thing. Exactly. The songs aren't that bad. I think like her some songs of them, are good. She has right. made songs that I've heard in the club and been like, I knew this was going to go off in the right. club. Like, but it seems like more attention and more energy is devoted on their behalf to things other than their music. Right. right. You know what I mean? I get what right. you're saying. The music is so dope. Like, why aren't all of your scenes... <laughs> Music in a studio. Related. Why aren't all of your scenes you performing? Why aren't all of your scenes you, you know, taking means, doing whatever? Your personality will show itself because you'll be consumed with the business of what you're doing. Right. And so you'll have those emotions. You know, they'll still be present, the highs, the lows, whatever. And you will have ample opportunity to cuss some motherfucker out because we like seeing that too. And but that's, that's not what we want to know you for. Right. When you tell us that you're an artist and, you know, this is your music, whatever, that's what you want to do, let us get to know you for that then. So, and it goes to Love and Hip Hop Miami too. I don't really even... What can I say? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Veronica Vega um, is not really sitting in the best place with me right now on this show. I kind of feel like she's never really been 
connected to any of her friends beyond just laughing. When it comes to the people on the show, now again, this could all be for the show. Maybe they're not friends in real life like some of the other shows that we know. But I just feel like it's kind of very surface. And whenever she has the opportunity to do something that could be unethical amongst friends, she does it anyway and just anticipates everybody else to just be okay with it. And I'm just, you know... Not interested. It's old. I'm just not interested. Um, Bobby Lights um, um. has been on this show, um, being very emotional. Who is he? He's Trina's first cousin. Oh, He's okay. also a rapper. And then there's been a lot of focus on his love life. <coughs> and again, Bobby Lights, same issue. Somebody who says that they love rap, love the art, but all we see is you fighting over your boyfriend. Mm. All we see is you yelling and screaming at Trina to take you seriously or allow you to be a part of whatever her thing is at the time. But you're yelling and screaming at her to get her to do it, and it's just not effective. Right. So I'm just getting tired of that with Love and Hip Hop. It's starting to really pull a lot out of me watching it. And I don't know if it's... I try to just keep it in perspective because remember I told you I watch those shows like I'm watching soap operas. Mm-hmm. So it, t- it makes it you know less serious, so it's easier to be entertained. But I've just coming up short so I'm really hoping and rooting for Atlanta to reignite my love affair with the Love and Hip Hop franchise when does that drop mm. it comes out in March of this year she don't waste no time huh no, no it's just city 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. chef cooking in the kitchen boy new also, city's coming yeah shout out to uh, This Is Us we found out why the father died the father oh, died yeah. of, yeah. Spoiler alert, the father died of complications. We thought that he was, based on the um, advertising, the commercials that we saw, we thought that he, he was. Burned. Yeah, but he didn't. He died from smoke inhalation from the fire. He went into a random cardiac arrest. He went into cardiac arrest randomly rather at the hospital, and that's how he passed away, and we found out. Remember I was saying, I wonder if Crock-Pot, suffered any declines in sales after that episode. I'm just curious because that was kind of crazy. Baby, you know you can cook anything in a crock pot. (laughs) Anything. Anything. So shout out to that. That's all I have to say about television this week. Let's go ahead and move on to the next thing. Let's see what you guys want to ask us today in the Asking for a Friend segment. What you got for us this week, Asante? You know it's always something. (laughs) All right. As per usual, don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. With that said, the subject of this one is Ethical Dilemma in Academia. Hi, Asante, Dustin, and Fran. My boss has asked me to take on some work that has me asking for morality questions. I work as a copywriter for a tutoring company, working on ads, social media, etc. And my boss asked me today if I would be willing to basically pose as one of the clients and take an online university English class so that his student can spend their time working on their other engineering courses. What? Hold on. My boss asked me today if I would be willing to... I, I had to read it again for myself. Right. My boss asked me today if I would be willing to basically pose as one of as one of his clients and take an online university English class so that his student can spend their time working on their other engineering courses. Okay. My boss said that he would do the class himself since it seemed pretty easy, but he doesn't have the time. He only told me that I could charge whatever I wanted and the company I work for wouldn't take a cut. Ethically, I know that I violated the school's academic code of conduct. 
But I work two jobs, get paid shit, and could use the money, and the course content could help me improve on my writing skills. I myself am no longer a student. I love the shit we have to tell ourselves. And it's going to help me. Okay. Look, 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 look. You know, but what else, though? Okay. I myself am no longer a student. I graduated a few years ago, also in science, but I gave up that lab life to pursue work in media and writing. I'm also thinking of applying to grad school at said university. (laughs) And so I feel a way about potentially disparaging this institution by perpetuating this pay-for-grades behavior. Mm -hmm. Any words of advice would be greatly appreciated. (laughs) Jeez. I wouldn't do it. Just because so much is at jeopardy as far as your trajectory, if somehow this were to be, like, exposed, you yeah, know? Yeah, linked back to you. Linked back to you. We could fuck up, you know, like you said, you're interested in the school. You know, let's say you were to get fired and then your employer, your new employer, you know how they have to call back for references or, like, find out what happened. I mean, I, mean, I don't think it's worth it, personally. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, yeah. You know, in this day and age, people are monitoring everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And things like that absolutely have a paper trail attached to them. And there is an option there for you to be exposed as being the one who did it. Whether you were requested by someone else or not, that'll make right. you feel better about doing it. But when the S was to, in fact, hit the fan, you would be the one who would take the brunt of the shame and the brunt of the finger pointing. Now, if that's okay with you and you feel like you can handle that, then more power to you and get your check. But if not, I don't think that it's something that would be wise for you to do. Um, There's ways to get around that, you know what I'm saying, and figure out how to get that bread basically the same way but without actually taking the course for somebody. So you just could work on a different, you know, means of doing that. I do like the way you rationalize the fact that you could actually use the coursework, you know, to benefit (laughs) from you. Because not for nothing, that would then make it, you know, at least something was gained from it. You know what I'm saying? At least, like, the instructor did their job still. You know what I'm saying? The knowledge was still received. So the fact that the fact that <laughs> someone paid is trying for real, help. because the fact that someone like when whoever paid for that course, right? Mm-hmm. The point of them paying for the course was for somebody to learn something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was the that was what they purchased was something no. somebody learning something. So if you take the course, <laughs> at least somebody still learns something. It may not be who gets the credit. <laughs> okay, credit, wow. but it might be you know somebody else. I tried, dog. Oh, no. <laughs> I am just going to say... It's a no for me, dog. Don't do yeah, it. No, dog. Yeah, just don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> I think it's so polite that your boss asked if you would be willing. So now you can just respectfully decline. But if you do want to be petty, like later on, if you really need something from your boss, you be like, remember that time you asked me to do that thing? <gasps> no, don't bring that petty. I note. mean, well, now you know that your boss likes to get down with the get down because they're asking you to do something that you they should not be asking you to do something. So <laughs> if you need a favor in the future, even though you said no, you can still use it. That they ask you something crazy. So, right. So you still win. <laughs> but get some kind of email, though. Yeah. Make them ask you in written form some kind of way. Just do it. Just I mean, to, well, just, just don't to, do it. To and CYA. Then save that to do it. Cover your ass. You know right. what I'm saying? I want to do that. That is it for the, I was about to say, for the asking for a friend. But cast out say, don't letter. do that. To listen to the letter. The listener letter asking for a friend since y'all like to email both of us at the same time. That's really cute. Um, With that said, now we're going to move on over 
to the black business of the week. Yes. Damn, my foot stuck on the rock. All right, because it's Black History Month, um, and I don't really be doing shit, I decided to get my ass up and do something this month, all right? Yay. So I've decided to partner with Pompeii Wine Shop, and for Black History for Black History Month, there he's going to be part of a back-to-black shop. And it's going to be a shop curated by a selection of black-owned businesses. And it's going to be right in Harlem. So you can come see me on uh, <laughs> February 25th. Excuse me. It's going to be at 259 West 132nd Street. That's right down the street from Pompette. Um, it's at La Maison des Arts. Again, that's 259 West 132nd Street. You can check the Pompette Wine Shop on Instagram for the flyer, and I will be posting a newer flyer later on this week. And that's it. So just come out to the shop. Um, there's going to be selections from the 125th collection. There's also going to be uh, Shop Oasis is going to be there. A bunch of different little places around Harlem and just businesses coming into Harlem to sell stuff. So it's all black businesses. Come out and look. Again, check out Pompette Wine Shop's Instagram for the flyer. And that is it for the Black Business of the Week. It's crazy that you guys always have events when I'm not here. Aww. Oh, friend. I'm going to be in L.A. That We don't care. Sucks. As long as you're uh, booked. Right. No, but damn. As long as you're living the good life. You know life. I want to be there, especially know, since Harlem. But you out there doing things so I can be where you at. So True. We expanding. True. <laughs> Ecosystem. That's right. Okay, so one last but very important announcement. So... Atlanta, ATL, Hope. Chicago, Shaw City, Los Angeles, LA. Yes. The Friend Zone Live Tour is headed we your coming. way. <laughs> we coming. We coming. We're going to be there. March 31st, Atlanta. That's right. May 12th, Chicago. June 16th, Los Angeles. But tickets don't go on sale until Friday. Friday. Yeah. At high noon. At high noon. <laughs> <laughs> go to the Friend Zone Live dot com on Friday. Don't start okay. messaging us. It's not working. It's not going to work until Friday. But we're letting you know now so you can get your coins ready. Okay. It's Friday's a payday. Right. And we'll be posting, of course, everywhere on Friday to remind you guys and it'll have the link and everything so you can buy it directly from our social media platforms. But we're very excited to kick off the Friends on Live 2018. We can't yeah. wait to see y'all. Back on the road. Boom, so boom, boom. it's gonna be super fun. And we can't wait. That's Amen. right. So once again, that's Atlanta, March 31st. Chicago, Shy City, May 12th. And lovely Los Angeles, June 16th. Yes. We yes. cannot wait to see you guys. TheFriendZoneLive.com. Yes. Yay! Brr, 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 brr. Go and get your ticket, show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? Not yet. Oh, uh, give me a second. Somebody else go. Go ahead, Dustin. Um, no, no church announcements this week. No new church announcements this week. Just be on the lookout for more grown man shit episodes. Yes, I'm dropping so cute. very soon. Um, and go to support my sister friend. Yes, I'm taking your please. church announcement. <laughs> on, I love it on her Instagram post and collaborate in her collaboration with Target. She looks so beautiful, yes. and the clothes are actually dope. So make sure you go to Target's website, and they're all from Target. Yes. I did the best I could yes. styling them. You did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, and leave that bullseye emoji. <laughs> leave the bullseye emoji. And tag Target in your comment oh, on Friends page. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yes. Target gonna be like, "What the fuck?" And the hashtag. What's the hashtag? Universal Threads. Yes. yes. Blow it up, y'all. We Amen. love you so much. Oh, Asante. I have yours? one last thing. Yes. The read. 
the five year anniversary show is going to oh, be happening yes. February seventeenth. Yes. Um, oh the God. show is sold out. For everybody that's going to be in the house, it's going to be amazing. For everybody that won't be in the house, you have one chance to win some tickets at the pop-up shop that I'm going to be hosting on the same day. So February 17th from 12 to 4, I'm going to be hosting the Reed's five-year anniversary pop-up shop. That's going to be at 213 East 121st Street, right up in Harlem. So that means you got to travel up to Farlem if your ass is out in Brooklyn, Farlem. Queens, or wherever the hell you at. I'm so glad I get us. to roll out in my house shoes. Hey. That's right. You get to hey. look, you get to walk on by. Hey. Come through and see us, okay? So come on down. If you have don't have tickets for the show, you might have a chance to win some tickets. And it's going to be a good-ass time. Come buy some shit and have a good-ass time. Yay. That's it for me, and that's it for the show this week. And we'll see you guys there. Stay black and protect your magic. Yeah. Love you guys. See you next week.